Hello and welcome to another episode of The Belter Wire. My name is William Brown, Content Manager, and today I'm joined by Julie Pandel, Sales and Tabletop Specialist with Belter. Julie and I are starting a new series of discussions that focuses on a variety of tabletop issues that restaurants and restaurant owners are facing every day. Julie, thanks for joining me. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Bill. Excellent. Say, before we get started, can you provide a little bit of your background in the industry and maybe what you're currently focusing on with Belter? Yeah, sure. So I uh, actually grew up in the restaurant industry, so I kind of have it in my in my bones, as in they say. Correct. And um, I started working at Belter uh, approximately 10 years ago. Uh, started in the superstore, spent spent a little time in their marketing department, and currently I am the tabletop specialist for the outside sales team, and I also do some outside sales myself. So what that means is when we get an opportunity to sell china, glassware, flatware, any tabletop accessories um, to end users in the community, I help our staff kind of help our customers decide which direction they want to go in. Excellent. Great. And, you know, today we're talking about the importance of tabletop. So let's let's jump in. Let's set the stage. So you're a restaurant owner. You've just spent the last six or so months investing your time, your energy, money into this grand opening of your new business. But then you start to realize that your, your overall tabletop presence is coming up a bit short. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe your finances were exhausted. or you, Maybe you just didn't think about how important the tabletop experience is until it was, unfortunately, too late. So regardless, what are your thoughts about how important it is to include a solid tabletop presence and how much does it play in the overall you know, success of that restaurant after they're open? It's something we, we run into a lot, as you said. Restaurant owners, um, people opening up a new operation tend to focus a lot on their back of the house, the flow, the equipment they need, which is all very important sure, to very important. Um, kind of get their menu out. But once the menu is out and once you're putting the food on the plate, this is what your customer sees. It's oftentimes your tabletop is the first thing they see uh, when they walk in the door. So I believe that it's a it's an incredibly important consideration and it should sort of be folded into menu design in general, which is typically how we approach it from the get-go. One of the first questions we ask is what's on the menu. Right. So we can kind of help the customer decide what size the plates should be, what they should look like. So it, in order to just sort of establish the setting in your restaurant, I think tabletop plays a plays a large role in that. So okay. um, I do believe it's an important consideration right from the get-go. What about um, establishing just what the restaurant's brand is going to be like? I mean, how much of a importance yeah. does that play? So I think that tabletop, your china especially, really helps set the stage. It helps reinforce the brand. I think it sort of helps create sort of the essence of the experience. Okay. Um, so your chef is gonna is gonna put a lot of that into the food. Sure. But what the food is sitting on and how how your china helps the food sort of pop, I think definitely does a lot to kind of create the experience and reinforce the brand and, and what you're trying to do. Okay. What about different levels of I mean formality? I, I know when I go to a restaurant I guess depending on what type of a mood I'm in, sometimes I want mm-hmm. something that's going to be very elegant. Sometimes mm-hmm. I just want to feel like it's an extension of my own home. Mm-hmm. How, how much does that weigh when you're actually you know, working on this? Yeah. So, I mean, when a customer comes to us, that's one of the things we talk about from from the beginning is, you know, what type of establishment is it? Is it is it fast casual? Is it sort of upscale dining? Is it is it elegant, formal? Is it a country club? And obviously you want your tabletop to reflect 
the general atmosphere of the restaurant. So, for example, Country Club might have a more formal um, mid-rim plate with a gold band on it, or maybe something logo to kind of also reinforce brand. Something that's a little bit more casual might have some fun organic shapes, a little embossing, maybe a little pop of color. So there's a lot going on in the tabletop world these days. That So there's plenty of things to choose from when you're trying to kind of establish and reinforce what you're trying to do okay. in general. So we, we talked about you know, the branding of a restaurant and how the tabletop weighs into that. And it sounded like you were just now just kind of hinting a little bit about a restaurant's ambiance. Mm-hmm. And, and that can be pretty important. I mean, again, depending on what type of a mood you're in and right. the restaurant that you're, you're visiting, how does that come into play with tabletop? How does, how does that help with the restaurant's overall ambiance? Well, I think if you're – I'll use the example of sort of a mid – casual restaurant let's say it's italian mm-hmm. okay and you want to you you have some unique items on your menu and you have a very italian atmosphere your tabletop can do a lot in terms of setting the stage for the food it can do a lot in terms of establishing creativity your and whether it's you know a different shape a different color a different texture uh, your flatware can do the same thing. Typically flatware, a lot of times it's actually sitting on the table. So deciding, you know, is your flatware going to be, is it going to have a hammered look? Is it going to have a color? Is it going to have um, a vintage look? These are all things to consider because the, the customer sees them right away. Um, glassware is another thing. If you're, you know, if you have a wine program and you have a very nice sheared rim glass, um, that's going to be important if somebody's spending a lot of money on a glass of wine. So all these things sort of go into the collective atmosphere of a restaurant. Sure. It's sort of the, I think they sort of, you know, they all sort of stack up in order to create the overall experience that sort of leaves an impact on the customers. Do you think then that this same level of experience then equates to a customer's level of comfort? And does, I do. And does that help? I do. Yeah. I do. I actually think that, I think, I like to say, you know, your customer is going to see that you put a little love in it. Okay. Um, I say that with the food a lot. You know, we can tell when there's a little love in it. And I feel like the same is true with the overall atmosphere that includes the tabletop. Your customer is going to notice when you're paying attention to details like that. Okay. When it's important to that, when it's important to you they will pick up on it and it will make them feel like they had an overall good experience, a memorable experience that everything fits together. You know, it should be sort of a seamless back of the house, front of the house feel Yeah. when a customer comes in. So, yeah, I do believe that. And I imagine the better, ex- the better experience a customer is going to have, the more that's going to equate back to, you know, generating positive word of mouth and, Correct. and, and, promotion from customer to customer and just increasing traffic to that restaurant. Correct. I I, I believe that that's true. And I also think that if you, you know, we talk about, I mentioned wine glasses. So if you're going to have a wine program, you want to have a nicer wine glass. You want to have something with a, something that fits the, the, the right wine with the right glass, something that has a sheer rim, something that enhances the aroma and the flavor. Well, this is also an opportunity for you to charge more. So, you know, the same is true with a, with a, let's say you decide to have a unique appetizer and you put it on a, you put it on a plate that's really beautiful, that really 
makes the food pop, that makes the whole presentation pop, well, that's an opportunity for you to charge more. I mean, not that you want to, you know, increase your prices all the time, but it gives you opportunity to kind of increase margin when you're putting a little bit more emphasis on your presentation. Sure. Uh, greater presentation, more variety, yeah. more opportunities. Yeah, okay. correct. So let's let's take a step back and, and look at, I guess, the bigger picture of this experience from a dining room perspective. And you tell me if I'm if I'm off base here, if this is something that you think weighs into it. But the idea of of seating and the overall arrangement of a dining room, mm-hmm. I mean, the space. I mean, obviously the space is going to be limited. So, how important is that with a tabletop experience? Well, I mean, obviously you're putting tabletop on the table, so sure. everything everything has its has its consideration. I do think that clearly space is an issue. This is something that will be discussed in the beginning of the of the process with your designers your tables themselves are an issue what are they going to look like are they wooden are they are you going to put a linen on them you know how what's the look and feel you want to have with the tabletop in terms of how does it look how does it weigh into your acoustics should it match does it does it have to match well i guess it depends on the establishment i mean we have a lot of um and we'll get into this in in a in later podcasts but you know there's a lot of trends out there that this mixing and mixing and matching is not necessarily is is actually a trend that i think is going to stick around for a while so i don't know that it needs to match but it really what it needs to match is your overall objective for your restaurant so it needs to kind of have some sort of cohesiveness with your place if you're general in general not mixing and you're mixing and matching then i would say it's fine but if you're just if you have random things that don't match i think that's going to be a little awkward so in terms of just your tables chairs all those things need to be considered in terms of just for space for your servers to get through for your customers to feel comfortable Chairs, there's so many things to choose from out there, from top of the line to, you know, mid-range to less expensive. So it, it's just a matter of what it, what's going to fit in your establishment, what's going to look right, and what's going to create the experience that you want to create. What are your thoughts on chairs versus booths? Does it matter? Well, you know, from a personal standpoint, I actually like the coziness of a booth, but corner booth sure yeah right yeah. right right they they lend themselves very well to conversation and you know you can put a booth just about anywhere there's a lot of upscale restaurants that have sort of those banquettes that go around the around the edge of a restaurant and then there's a table and there's a chair on the other side so um i like the comfort of a booth chairs are a thing that needs a lot of consideration because you know, you have, we want to consider comfort. You want it to be comfortable, but you don't want it to be so comfortable that they never leave. So these <laughs> right. are things that need to be considered when you're picking out a chair. Also, you know, do you want it. How long do you want it to last? Because some chairs are built to last a lot longer than others. Sure. So I guess I it just would depend on the restaurant, but I I will take a cozy booth over a chair any day. Okay, that's fair. So what about just the idea of overall presentation? So we talked about you know the tabletop, the arrangement, you know chairs, booths. Do you think presentation can really make or break the experience for a customer? I think presentation can definitely, I don't know if I would say make or break. I think it's extremely important. I think, again, your customer can tell when you put, when you're paying attention to detail. Right. And your presentation, whether it be with your entree or your salad or your dessert, if you do something that wows them, they're going to remember it. Sure. And 
again in the china department there's so many there's so many different patterns out there different collections that give that offer so many opportunities for that wow presentation um, i know when i go out to eat when i see something that's just really put together well it makes a difference i mean we we eat with our eyes first right you know, the food comes and you look at it and if it looks good and it's presented well and it's on a pretty plate you're you want to eat it and you're going to remember it yeah so i do think it's extremely important i also think it's important even with wine and beer if my beer's in a really cool glass, if it comes in the right glass and it has a great nice head on it and it's clean and it's beautiful, I'm going to want to have another one. So, you know, it, it, it offers opportunities to make more sales. It's also great when you see something, something walking across the dining room and you think, oh, what's that? That looks great yeah. because that's what people say. So how it looks is extremely important. What about some of the one-off, uh, I guess, add-ons for a, a tabletop, you know, flowers versus... A candle versus a centerpiece. Yeah. Does that matter? Yeah, I think it does. I mean, I sit down to a table and I notice those things, those accessory pieces. Boy, there's a lot out there to choose from in that arena, too. Uh, really cool candle candle presentations. I mean, something to fit just about every atmosphere. I do like the fresh flower look. You know, that's something that people have to decide on their own. Little votive, I guess it would, or little vase, I guess that would depend on the it would depend on the establishment. Yeah, the establishment, so. again, the brand and the ambiance yeah, that they're shooting for. Absolutely, okay. correct. All right. So let, let's get into a little bit more detail about, uh, you know, sticking with tabletop presentation, but let's talk about, you know, the importance of the difference of choosing, you know, china, glass, silverware. Again, I'm sure it depends on the type of establishment, but, you know, how important is that to be evaluated and how many different, you know, options are there mm-hmm. across those three? Again, we would start, we would start with menu. And that sort of drives everything. Obviously, it drives the kitchen design. It drives a lot of things, but it certainly drives the tabletop. So, you know, like let's say it's a steak place. You want to make sure that you have the right place, the right plate for your, you know, your signature steak, whether it's a bright white you know, wide coupe plate, whether it's got a little embossing on it. You want something that's really going to, where the chef can really show off. You want to give the chef a nice palette for his presentation. In terms of flatware, that is a, it's a very touchy-feely kind of decision. Yeah. Um, customers come in and I always say to them, they come into our store and I always say, let's go look, but pick it up, hold it in your hand, see how it feels there's it's very important that the flatware has the right hand feel yeah um it is a very intimate piece of the tabletop because people put it in their mouth and they hold it in their hand and they put it in their mouth so it has to be right you know it has to be feel right in your hand in addition to kind of looking right and matching you want it to match the the plateware in a way that's you know it doesn't have to be matchy matchy yeah but it has to at least kind of look right so in order to kind of have a cohesive look on the tabletop. And I would say similar things about the glassware. It's just important to, you know, have have to shoot for what you're shooting for in terms of branding and ambiance and, you know, sort of what the essence of the experience should be. You want to choose glassware in the same, in the same vein. I imagine glassware is... You have to have a good variety of glassware to accommodate. You know, is it just a glass of water? Is it a glass of wine? Is it a cold beer? Mm-hmm. And just having everything, having those options, but still maintaining that same sense of 
uh, branding and ambiance. Correct. So glassware is oftentimes there's a, you know, people know what they're going to be serving. And it's really kind of driven by, it's driven by a couple things. What kind of wine program are you going to have? What's your, what are your ounce capacities? What kind of beer program are you going to have? So again, people want their glassware to look and feel right, depending on what the, what the, what the brand is. But in the end, are you going to have a seven ounce, seven and a half ounce rocks glass, a nine ounce rocks glass in a double old fashion? Are you going to have, do you want an all purpose wine glass for your reds and your whites? And then do you want a separate special wine for your wine program for your 75, 80, $100 bottles of wine? So those are all decisions that have to be made. And in terms of beer, you know, we're seeing more and more, um, lots of restaurants still use the traditional pint glass for beer, but a lot of restaurants are moving into something a little bit more conducive to the craft beer in general. Glassware that's actually designed for an IPA or designed for a wheat beer so that it not only looks better, but it tastes better and you have more opportunities to make more sales. Let me ask you this. I was at a restaurant in the last year. It was out of state. Uh, my wife and I, were, we were with our daughters and it was a, we went to a steak restaurant. And I won't name the restaurant, but we've been, uh, it's a chain. And I've been to one of their locations uh, several times in the last, you know, five or ten years. But this was the first time that after we had placed our order, they, the waiter came out with what I thought initially was a cigar box. And he opened it up, and it was a, a selection of steak knives. Oh, And they I'm went over lovely. the whole, uh, you know, identifying each individual one, where it was made, how sharp it was. I, I didn't know what... That's very to do cool. in that situation. It was interesting. Have, yes. have you seen things like that before? I haven't seen that, but I have the steak knife conversation a lot with customers who are serving steaks. Um, it's because I personally, when I when I'm brought a big giant steak knife with a big serrated edge, right away I think, what am I what am I getting here? <laughs> I feel like I'm getting a chainsaw, you know. <laughs> So I prefer, as a woman, I prefer a smaller steak knife. I also prefer a non-serrated edge because I feel like it's going to be better. You know, the steak should cut like butter, really, let's face it. So there's a lot of – we're seeing a lot more interesting steak knife designs out there. So I can see – that. that's actually a really brilliant idea to bring a box of steak knife and let people choose their own. That, that means the restaurateur needs to bring in probably half a dozen of those boxes, which right. is fine yeah. because you don't necessarily have a, a hundred steaks out there at once unless you're actually a steak place. But I do think the steak knife is very important because a lot of times you're spending, if I'm spending $60, $70 on a steak, it better cut like butter. Right. And I don't want a big chainsaw coming to my <laughs> place place setting. So I do, I do talk to, um, you know, a lot of my dining experiences and my personal experiences do come into the discussions I have with customers. So, sure. yeah. Okay. I, again, I, I thought it was interesting at the time. I was, I was not expecting that. Yeah, as that's, an option. That's actually a really cool idea. I couldn't even tell you which knife I went with, but I was right. like, that one looks nice, so right. let's go with that. Right, right. <laughs> and thankfully, my steak cut like butter. Yeah, so great. It helped. All right, Julie, so before we wrap things up on this first podcast, uh, I, I wanted to get some, some thoughts from you about just working with a tabletop distributor, uh, You know, having a solid relationship there. What are some of the benefits? How important do you think that is for a restaurant owner to have a, a solid working relationship? Right. Okay, so obviously... 
uh, because I work for Belter. I think right. it's very important for people to have a relationship with right. their distributor. But also, I can say, you know, in all honesty, um, having come from the end user side, we as a family restaurant had very solid relationships with our distributors and took advantage of them all the time. So really the, what it, where it bottom lines is you have somebody who has expertise in that area. You as an end user need to spend time developing your restaurant. You need to spend time enhancing your business. You need to spend time, you know, basically um, making sure your business is on the right track and you're making money. So to have somebody that you can utilize who knows things, who is trained on things all the time from equipment to small wares to tabletop, it's really, really important because it just saves you time. It seems saves you money uh, in the long run. In addition to just having the expertise uh, your distributor also has the relationships with the manufacturers. So, for example, you know, I work with all of the table manufacturers in the country. So I can negotiate pricing with the tabletop manufacturers. I can, if there's an issue, I can be the one talking to the manufacturer. So if you get something in, if you order your tabletop and something's not right, I can make it right. We we work very closely with our manufacturer partners, our reps, to make sure that everything goes smoothly. So that's a really important piece of the puzzle that I don't know that a lot of people consider. Sounds like it needs to go well beyond just simple quoting. You know, there has to be that knowledge there. There has to be that relationship. Yeah. A level of trust, I guess. Yeah, and especially in the tabletop arena because aside from your flatware, I mean, glassware in China breaks. So, you know, it's just it's it's made of, you know, sand and rocks and heat and right. you know, so it doesn't it's not going to last forever. So, those those kind of decisions uh China all different manufacturers, they all have different features and benefits. So, just kind of knowing what to choose from and having somebody help you decide. Let's say for example, I'll use a little example here. You have a wooden tabletop and it's it's repurposed old whiskey barrel wood and it's got a finish on it but it's some it's might be likely to scratch well you you need to go with a with the plate that has that's fully glazed on the bottom because it can slide across the table and it's not going to scratch it so those little things are yeah. things that your distributor will know your your specialist will know and you know if if you have a problem with chipping many many manufacturers have warranties so these are all things that your distributor can help you deal with down the road it's not a one-off situation when we do a tabletop installation we're there for the life of the table yeah so which is why we you know we really we really work hard to make sure that you're getting the right product that's right for your menu that's right for your restaurant um, it's going to stand the test of time. Yeah, so. no, that makes total sense. Yeah, Julie, thanks for coming in. Talk to me today. No, this thanks is, a, for this having is me. This good is information. Great. I appreciate yeah. it. Before we uh, sign off with this episode, you want to tell our listeners how they can reach out to you directly and if they have additional questions. Yeah, so I office at the Belter Superstore, which is over on Port Washington Road in Glendale. I can be reached at my email address, which is jpandel, P-A-N-D-L, at belter.com. Um, I also can be reached by phone at 414-967-4362. So Great. I look forward to hearing from 
whoever's out there that needs some tabletop. Great. Thank you once again. Yep. Thank you. Uh, you can also connect with us by visiting belter.com. You can reach out to us on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, consider subscribing to this podcast and you know, please share with your friends and coworkers. In the next episode, we'll be talking, Julie and I will continue talking about tabletop trends, what works, what doesn't, and what restaurant owners should be considering as they plan out their year. Till the next time, thanks again for listening. Thank you for listening to the Belter Wire podcast. Remember, you can visit us at belter.com for all of your restaurant supply, beverage, hospitality, janitorial, and licensed branding needs. <laughs>